uh, Skullboys. The Street Press Podcast with Sean Fraser. For a start, there are not enough white men doing podcasts. I've got to always support that when that comes along. I was talking to a mate today at a baby queue. We didn't cook a baby. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that yeah. was. I just want to thank you. Yeah, no, it was me. He wouldn't shake our hand until he finished putting on his glove. Imagine what he's like during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got you here for the podcast after your big night last oh. night, so I'm stoked with that. I get a thrill knowing that you're doing what you're doing. That's good. Well, I don't know what I'm doing today. We're just sort of just winging it. Did you moon Kylie Minogue? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Street Press Podcast. My name is Sean Fraser. I hope you're doing well. I know I say that every week, but I truly hope you're doing good out there. Uh, how have I been? Well, I'm a bit sore at the moment. I've been in the garden. I was in the garden all weekend. <laughs> and uh, admittedly, I'm not the guy that gets the chainsaw out and starts cutting stuff and, and hacking into the garden. But this time I did, and uh, my arms and my back, it's all killing. I don't know. If you're a landscaper and you're listening, I don't know how you do it every single day. I, uh, I wrapped up on Sunday and I thought, how the f- how do people do this every single day? So my hat go- goes off to, <laughs> to you if you're a landscaper. Um, today on the episode, we have got Tim, the lead singer of this up-and-coming band, Clay J. Gladstone. Now, they absolutely shred. If you listen to the episode where we had the boys from Fangs On, very similar vibe. And they're all over Triple J at the moment. I literally just heard one of their songs on the radio about an hour ago. So people are loving them. The Jays are loving them. So I had Tim on and basically we spoke about a bunch of stuff. We spoke about his sex life. <laughs> That's in there. We we spoke about what bands all the boys are from. It's sort of like a super group. We spoke about a funny moment that happened while they were filming the Sorry music video. It's a great song. But uh, an even better story that happened while they were filming the music video. And we also speak about why Tim is no longer welcome at a restaurant in the Blue Mountains. Now, he was playing some sort of little solo gig at this restaurant and uh, you won't believe what he's he's gone there dressed as. And uh, he, got a few, <laughs> he got a few odd looks. But uh, let's bring him on. Here he is, Tim, the lead singer of Clay J. Gladstone. What's happening today? Oh, not much, dude. Yeah, just doing a bit of work. But he, yeah, try, still trying to recover from last week. And I was pretty fucking sick, oh. hey? Bloody kids. Yeah. There's a bit getting around at the moment, isn't there? Like, it's um, it, it's pretty rotten. Yeah, it's makes it harder when you got, i got a 10-year-old and a six-year-old, and they're always bringing something home. <laughs> so it just, as soon as one of them brings it, just kind of spreads around the family. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, I don't have kids yet. But uh, I can only imagine what it's like when um, when they bring it home and stuff, and then you end up getting it, don't you? And uh, and what's going around at the moment is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. And so, are you Central Coast based? Your yeah, we're on the Central Coast. I get down to uh, Toowoom Bay every Christmas. We well, we try and get up there like oh, yeah. five times a year, but but yeah, the, you know the caravan park just in there in Batter Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toowoom Bay is uh, awesome. Yeah. Oh man, it's the best. My my son, yeah, we always go surfing down into Wood Bay. The waves are perfect just to learn on, you know, for for a young fella. The only thing is, there's a few sharks around there. <laughs> uh, there's always like a report or two, but they never really get anyone. Like, yeah, someone got done at Sandy. Is it Sandy Beach? Do they call it? Is it Shelly Beach? Shelly Beach. That's it. Yeah, didn't someone get done there like a couple of years back? Yeah, there's always like um. 
There's always one popping up at Shelly Beach. It's funny. That area is full of like doctors and stuff, people that are pretty high, high profile. So whenever, seriously, whenever there's a shark attack, there's always a doctor like there on the beach. So I suppose that's handy. <laughs> that's bloody convenient. <laughs> Let's talk about a little bit about this band that you're in. It's a bit of a super group, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it, call it a super group, I guess, but uh, – <laughs> I guess some people would say, you know, if you're into heavy music, you know, we've got some of the dudes that were in Resist the Thought. Cole and, well, Matty, sorry, was the bass player, I believe, in Resist the Thought. And then Cole, both Cole and Matty were in um, Bermuda. Oh, some, yeah, I forget the name of the band. You got Sammy, who's the guitarist, so he plays in Bad Pony, who they're kind of like a bit of a rock sort of. They're fucking sick, actually. They're really yeah. good. So, yeah, and then you got little old me who doesn't play in any other bands but this one. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about your background. Um, you got a set of pipes on you. Cheers, dude. What got you into singing? Oh, man. Um, you know, growing up, you know, I was uh, – it's funny. I, I was out of kind of the music scene for many, many, many years. But, like, growing up, I used to be in bands, you know, around 16 to 19 and – we used to do all right, do all right back then, but yeah, I kind of yeah, just grew up listening to Blink One Eight Two. Really, that's um, <laughs> that's probably what got me into it. I like to hear that. Yeah. Oh man, Blink are the best. It's good that they're coming back too. Got Tom back in the band. Pumped about that. Yeah. So really, yeah, just punk music, man. It was kind of you know, Millen Colin, Blink, you know, Offspring, all that sort of stuff. Kind of grew up listening to that, and yeah, kind of got into. Throughout the years, like I said, I think when I was about 19, 20, I kind of got out of the music scene for a good, you know, 10 years. And then, yeah, only recently just started kind of getting back into it. So We were pretty lucky here in Australia. I, was, I actually had uh, Eric from Mill and Colin on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we were chatting about oh, how yeah. big – yeah, we're talking about how big Mill and Colin are in Australia. And they've come out like every two years for like 30 years or something. And he was saying that he's pretty much blown away by it as well. But in Australia, there's just that, that love for punk music, isn't it? And it's good for guys like you and me who are still doing it and that, that sort of thing. But the punk bands seem to like to come here. Oh dude. Yeah. Penny, Penny Bridge Pioneers, probably one of the best albums ever written in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny. Mill and Colin, you know, there's a big Australian following there. Even with Blink, I think, like, in the early days, like, they used to come here quite regularly. But, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? I was listening to Rick DeVoe, who is Blink-182's old manager, and uh, he's often spoken about, because he had at one point, I think he had Pennywise, No Effects, and Blink under his roster. He just chose locations that he wanted to surf in because he, he was an avid surfer. And uh, <laughs> so, basically, selfishly, he was choosing – where they would play. And then he, he obviously wanted to come and try some waves down in, in, in Australia. And uh, that's how sort of Pennywise and Blink stuff first started coming out, I think, because it was just him chasing waves. <laughs> that is hilarious. Ah, good strategy, bud. Oh. Yeah, yeah. With you guys, right, you started in 2020. It's a strange time to start a band. Um, <laughs> when, you, when you think about what was going on at that time, how was that period for you guys? Man, yeah, it was hilarious because it's, yeah, everything was shutting down and, yeah, the, the band started, but it's an interesting story. Like, it was basically me just playing to 
backing tracks. Right. It was kind of like a punk one-man band type thing. And, yeah, I was just doing it for just a bit of fun, to be honest. Um, and, yeah, then, you know, the boys kind of got involved and kind of turned into a bit of a band. And then, yeah, that's when shit started going down with COVID and whatnot and yeah. we all kind of getting revved up. So, yeah, it was an interesting time, but I think it kind of worked in our favour a bit. You know, we – a lot of bands were breaking up and slowing down and we were kind of only just getting together and starting to, you know, get our shit, get our shit together. So the EP, when you listen to it, and I think it's not just the EP, but it's uh, any Clay J Gladstone song. It's the energy that you hear straight away. And it's the energy is the first thing that you feel. And uh, especially your vocal, like the guitars and stuff, they're going wild, but that intensity that it starts with and it stays that way all the way through that EP. It's not easy to do that. And how is it doing that on stage? How do you keep that intensity up that whole time? Oh, dude, thanks for the feedback. <laughs> um, <laughs> VB really tends to help. Um, <laughs> VB and to his new, I'm a simple man. Yeah, beautiful. That tends to help. But, yeah, I, I, I just got ADHD as well, you know, so I think uh, that helps with everything to do with the band and particularly, you know, playing live. Like, I think – everyone in our band is a little bit on that spectrum as well. So, you know, when we get together on stage, like, yeah, shit seems to hit the fan pretty quickly. So I think that <laughs> energy-wise, yeah, it's, it's not something we have to really try for. Like, Especially it comes through in the music videos too. Like you can just feel it. And uh, I think it's like infectious as well. Like it's sort of like as soon as I see those videos, I'm like, I need to fucking see this band. That's Good, yeah, good to hear. It's, have, you, have you watched the film clip for um, Sorry? Have you yes. seen that one? Is that yeah. in a church or something? Are you in a church there or? That was in um, uh, Emu Plains at like a sort of rec centre, like a PCYC type thing. But that was, so that was Maddie. Maddie, our guitarist, um, he's, you know, a, a video guy and he kind of directed that one. Yeah, that was kind of the first taste that we got from like we just loved doing music videos, you know, when we put that together and then we kind of up the game. Like we've worked with some really good videographers, you know, like um, Billy Zammett, um, you know, Colin Jeffs. He did Hate Club and Home for Halloween. So, yeah, been yeah. pretty blessed with the people that we've worked with. Uh, they they kind of make us look good in those videos. <laughs> yeah, that video came out sick. Like uh, I love how like – I think you're at an AA meeting or something. You basically rock up a bit late to the AA meeting and uh, you're screaming at everyone who's sitting around in a circle and then like the yeah. curtain the curtain opens and then you guys are just busting out on stage. It's such a fucking energetic film clip. It's so oh, – I've got a funny story about that. So our old drummer, his mum, she's in it. Um, lovely, lovely lady. She's Irish. Um, she comes up to me and she goes, oh – because there's a dancing scene in it where we have to do a little bit of dance, and she goes, "Oh, Tim, you know, I don't know if I can do the, I don't know if I can do the dance scene. I got two left feet. I got two left feet." I'm like, "Oh, Shirley, you'll be all right, man, Shirley. I'm like, Shirley, you'll be, you'll be fine. Just, you know, we'll practice it. You'll be all right." And she goes, "No, Tim, you don't understand. I got two left feet." And I'm like, "You'll be fine. You'll be fine." She goes, "No, have a look at my feet. I got two left feet." <laughs> she got two fucking like feet. <laughs> no like, way. Yeah. So that was that was hilarious. God, God love But yeah, that was that was good fun. That was good fun. So hang on, did she she still danced though with two left feet, right? Yeah, smashed it too. Yeah. She was actually might say yeah, my brother was in that as well. 
Um, yeah, it's just all, all good mates, kind of. Hey, a lot of the bands that I talk to, there's always someone in the band that sort of does a bit of video and stuff. It helps, doesn't it, when you've got someone that can do it? Dude, we, like, I think about our band and we've got, like, a fucking, you know, that's what, why I call us a super group because everyone has a skill set to bring to the band. Like, I I write the songs. Yep. Matty is the video guy and he can help. Like, with even, you know, when we do, you know, obviously get someone in, we outsource some of the video stuff. Like, Matty can still help in some capacity there and just with the creative kind of, with social media stuff. Both, you know, I'm a product manager by trade, so I can help with that sort of stuff. And Maddie can. Sam is, you know, a gun at um, producing. So, like our demos, um, when we're tracking stuff, we can do all that ourselves. Maz, our drummer, is a lighting engineer. Oh, so, that's handy. Yeah. And so, like our last tour, we went on, you know, had all automated lighting that was just scheduled to, you know, our songs. And then you got, Cole, who's like really good at the business side of things, you know, he's the most sensible one of us all as well, and he's a fucking gun bass player. So yeah, yeah, good, um, good team, I think. And when you're talking to someone who can produce a demo, someone who can do the lighting, someone who can film, that shit is so expensive. E- each of those individually is so expensive. Yes, it is. It is. It's yeah. worth every dollar and every cent when you do go to a producer, but it's just you can't always have that money, right? That's it. And I think, look, the, it is like, you know, a blessing and a curse because you kind of, for Matty to do film clips for us, like it's um, it's it's hard on him. Like that sorry, you know, clip was a fucking punish to put together and it's worth your wait just getting someone else in there that can just direct you around as well. Like that's the benefit. And even like with mixing and stuff, it's always good to have like a third party come in. But I think – it all, it all depends where you're at, you know. Like if you've got a bit of money coming in from streams and whatnot and you can afford to kind of spend on some of that stuff, it's not that big of an issue. But starting out, it definitely helped, you know, having a crew where we can kind of DIY as much as we can. Just at the top of this podcast, you were saying that you had 10 years off music. That freaks me out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, you're a bit busy. You've got kids and, and whatnot. What were you doing in that 10 years? Yeah, just rooting, basically, just rooting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rudin, um, oh, I've just been a naughty boy as well, you know, like I was, you know, yeah, from 19, you know, we went through a bit of a, a period there where I was just a naughty, naughty boy, yep. you know, probably going out way too much and just not dealing with, you know, being a, uh, can't, even, can't call it a teenager because I, know, I wasn't a yeah. teenager, but, you know, yeah, I had a bit of a rough trot, trot there and eventually I just had to put myself on the straight and narrow somewhat, um, got a job tried to make some money and yeah and then recently I was kind of like fuck why did I give up music you know why mm. did I ever do that like it's just I've got so much joy out of it I'd always been demoing I, I lie like I'd always been writing songs like that last 10 years and got like a back catalogue of the shit there that we could we could use so yeah I think you know COVID came along and that was it was just before COVID that I started getting back into just performing I've got so many funny stories about that. Go on. I'll give you one. one. (laughs) We played, I say, I live in the Blue Mountains up in Falkenbridge and played at this station bar. It's like a little pizza joint. It's more of a restaurant. And my whole thing was, like I said, you know, I'd 
pump music through the PA and I'd just dress up like an idiot and just sing like electro pop punk songs. Right. And I, anyway, I dressed up as a priest. <laughs> it's already good. Oh, mate. <laughs> and the bar staff just like got filthy at me. Hey, there was hardly nobody there. There were a couple of, um, uh, there was like a table of Chinese people uh, who are, you know, exchange students or whatever who were like right up the front, fucking loving it. Absolutely loving it too because I was just carrying on like a dickhead. But, yeah, anyway, I, yeah, I kind of – it basically kicked me out of that joint. Uh, I don't think I'll be playing back there anytime soon. <laughs> so I got offended by the uh, me dressing up as a priest. And fair fair play. I didn't give them a heads up. So that was uh, that's pretty funny. Oh, well, I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Blue Mountains. It's, um, it's so good in winter. Oh, bro, it's the best. Like, it's just quiet. It's – Clean, like clean air. You know, I lived in the city, you know, for a long time as well. But it's just, you know, we've got space, got the pool, you know, nice. and it's just up and coming, heaps of cool places. You know, if you get the chance, drop by Springwood. My mate has a whiskey bar, Reminiscence, yep. and that's that's fucking sick. So if you're looking for looking to stop off, have a whiskey or a, or a beer. Beautiful. Reminiscence. It's a place yep. to go. When I listen to the band, I, I hear the used a lot. I do find it sometimes disrespectful when people say, no, it sounds like this or whatever. But there's just hints of little, are they a huge influence on you? Oh, yeah. I've, I've, we talked about influences before. Like Blink, Mill and Colin were like the start for me, but then fucking like massive the used fan, you know. And, yeah, I don't take that as a – that's a, that's a positive uh, comment yeah. I take. Um, good. But, yeah, you know, the used – all that sort of like emo, you know, Mike M, fuck, who are some other bands? Like Matchbook Romance. I don't know if you remember yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I still list, listen to that shit today, you know, like, so I don't think there's enough of it, you know what I mean? Like, there's of that exact. The Used is such a unique band. Mm. Like, that mm. first record, too. Yeah. Like, that's why it exploded so much, you know, it was just so unique. And that was recorded in John Feldman's, like, one of the bedrooms in his house or something. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. It's funny because I go to, I go to Salt Lake City every now and then um, with work. Nice. And because uh, we've got, like, offices over there. And, yeah, it's, it's like a surreal. Every time I go there, all I'm thinking about is the used. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's funny. Like, because, you, you know, I speak to people who fucking know some of the guys and, like, there's a real, like, tight-knit music scene over there as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love these. So thanks for acknowledging that uh, connection. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Bert, I think Bert lives in Australia or he has for the last couple of years. I'm not sure where he is right now, whether he's back in the States, but I think he was um, he was living here with his wife or. Yeah, I heard, I heard that. Yeah. In Balmain, smoking yeah. up a storm. I know. I think he loves a, a bit of a toke every now and then, from what I hear. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't drink anymore, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Good you got to keep one of them, right? You got to keep one of them. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> if I'm smoking weed, I'm yeah, you don't want to be around me after a couple of couple of bongs. I uh, yeah, I go, I go a little bit uh, yeah, strange. Uh, when you're writing a song, how are you doing it? Are you writing the words first? Or you got a guitar in front of you, or are you just looking for a hook? Man, like it changes. Like sometimes, I think like the majority of the time, it would be a melody I have in my head. You know, sometimes I play out the song in my head, like if I'm driving, like I can kind of hear the song and then 
I'll come back, get on Logic and just like demo it out. And lyrics normally come after. Um, that said, you know, I'm always writing down, you know, lyrics, you know, writing stuff that comes to mind and, yeah, so it can, it can kind of change. Um, but largely that's, you know, I kind of picture the song in my head before I, it comes out, if you get what I mean. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. The band's got a bunch of shows coming up in March. They're, tell us about the AMPM, these shows that, that have been put on. Yeah, so our booking agent, they run the AMPM clubs and – we did a run with AMPM. We supported Ocean Sleeper. They're like a better Amity Affliction. That's how I, I would put it. <laughs> All right. Um, and, yeah, we did a run down the East Coast regional areas with them. That was, I think, last year. And, yeah, it was just pretty pretty successful. You know, got a lot of good, you know, a lot of fans throughout that. And, yeah, we just thought, we had our headline tour at the end of last year and we're kind of shopping, you know, what we're going to do next in terms of shows because we don't want to overplay. We kind of want to focus on more music. That's That's been the focus the last, you know, couple of months um, after that tour. But, yeah, A&PAM, the blokes kind of had a chat and said there was a spot for a headline and, yeah, they wanted us to do it. So we're like, fuck it, let's just do it. We've got nothing else kind of planned. We're just writing, so... I think we'll punch this out and then, yeah, I think after that, it's probably, you know, new music. We've been, I feel like we've just been playing the same, you know, Dead Our Dead Friends EP just over and over. That's, we need, We really need, like for us, we, we need to release more music. What's something you would say to yourself when he was going through those times when he was 19 and 20? What, what, what sort of advice would you give that person? Oh, my God. <laughs> Bloody hell. It's a tough one because I feel like if I hadn't have done all that, yeah, yeah, I see where you're going. You know what I mean? Like, but in hindsight, like, I guess having more, um, you know how people tell you if you want to do something, you can do it. You just need to kind of keep your mind on it and put like, Mm. that doesn't make sense to you as a teenager or in your early 20s, you know? And then it's only like even the recently the last couple of years that it's starting to make sense in my mind that fuck you know you really can if you just put absolutely everything into something be consistent and just push 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 you need to kind of ride out the highs and the lows but the trajectory will slowly get you there oh man i'm loving what you're saying because you sort of progress further if you just keep going don't you if you quit you'll always wonder what could have been for sure and i think like just you know, you measure a success, just having, you know, like smaller, you know, this is all cliche shit, but just smaller goals that, you know, you're trying to work towards, knocking that out and working to the next thing. And, yeah, like I think that's probably the best advice I would have given to myself back then. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I mean, I wouldn't change too much. Um, yeah. You know, I got I got to root my wife and have two kids and I love my kids. <laughs> so, I don't know if I would have met her. If actually, I wouldn't have met her if I didn't go down the path I did. So, yeah. very, very happy with that. <laughs> That's very true. I've I, only uh, had sex twice, by the way. Just you've only had sex twice. Two roots, there two kids, go. two two fully grown sperms that look like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 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 great. Good on you. I was thinking about uh, 
when you're 19, 20 and stuff. The one thing I regret when I look back on that, because I was always, I've been writing songs for 20, I'm in my thirties as well. I've been writing songs for 20 years, but when I got to the drinking age and going out and partying and stuff, I just regret just stopping for a bit. I, I think from the age of 20 to 25 is a great time to really pump out music. And I guess I wasn't doing that. Yeah. And you know what? I think like one of the things for us is like, and a lot of people when they get to our age, you know, get a bit older, they want to just, you know, they don't think that they can either have a career in the music scene or just not do it. Like I think, but I think it's like the perfect fucking time. I speak to Colin Jeffs, the videographer. He's like killing it in the in that space, like doing massive bands. I believe he even he's had offers to do before around COVID, like with some like massive, massive international bands, but He's only been doing it for two years. Like, yeah. which is fun. he was an electrician. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. He was an electrician. And in the space of like two years, has just become one of the best videographers in Australia in, in a scene and has a really great career off it. And he always, we call it the sermon. He has, gives bands these, this sermon and like, fuck it, just because your society says that you're fucking 31, 35, 30, you know, 40 or whatever it is, like, it doesn't mean you can't produce really good content. The world's always changing as well. Like anyway, I thought I was I found that inspiring when he yeah, no, I, I see exactly where you're coming from. Like for the quality that you can see in those videos and think that someone and I, I know a bit of videography. I'm not you know crazy good at it. I just love it. Like it's a passion of mine. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And um to see some of the quality of the videos that you guys have done and to think that he's done some of those, like that is mind blowing in the in the space of two years picking that up. It's not easy. No, but yeah, that's you know a similar thing for us. Like we're we're only a new fucking band, you know. Like it's yeah. only been two years for us, and like and that's the thing. I'm just keep fucking pushing, keep working on, you know. Really, I, actually, I have to send you my son. He did his first song actually yesterday. We recorded it. Yeah, um, a little demo just at home. I'll, I'll send it over to you. you can have oh, that'd be sick. It's fucking awesome. He's only he's only nine, but but still. So yeah, give has him. he got pipes like his dad? Oh, look, he can actually – I didn't have to put any auto-tune on, which was good, but he still sounds like a, you know, four-year-old girl. Um, <laughs> that's just the nine, you know, he's only nine, so I'm yeah. sure the nuts will drop at one stage and he'll, uh, he'll be able to – So you're going to play this. You're going to play this at his 18th birthday or something, surely. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've got a little folder there of – Many things I'm going to show him. <laughs> hey, it seems like you've got a pretty good job and you've got this wicked band on the side. How do you manage the two? Oh, dude, like people think playing in a band like is all, I don't know, I'm sure. It depends on your situation like and how you write songs and whatnot. Like if we were a band that for us to have to write songs, we all had to get together and jam stuff out. might be a different story. But I always liken it to – you know, playing footy, you know, like my brothers still play footy. They train twice a week and then they'll play on the weekend. Like that's a fucking lot of time. It is. Yeah. You know, I'm music, like I'll sit there on a Sunday afternoon and write and then we practice a couple of times before we play and unless we're doing like a video shoot or having a tour, which let's face it in Australia – you know, you're not fucking going away for two months here. You know, it's just yeah. a, a couple of weekends here that you work around work anyway. Like, it's not a huge commitment. 
in in my view. So yeah, it doesn't really impact each each other. But that said, I mean, if we were to organise like you know an American tour or somewhere, we do have to go away for months. I can see that being a problem. Yeah, but you know. There are some people that listen to this podcast who are starting in bands and stuff. So you have some advice for any of those bands, even though your band's only just started. <laughs> Do you have any any advice for bands that are starting out? Yeah. Write good fucking songs. Like that's another thing I think that really, yeah, doesn't really hit home. I think back, I, I used to think there was some secret method when yeah. you were, you know, but I think if you just do write, good songs which takes fucking time like you need to just keep writing write a song write something else like off the back of that and just try and improve improve get better at you know writing songs market your band just you know try and jump on as many shows as you can get people to shows like there's no fucking secret spice is there good old-fashioned hard work yeah i wish i had more to contribute there but (laughs) it does sound just write good songs you know when someone will if people connect with it, then they'll they'll listen and people will come to the shows, you know. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, like it's a fucking hustle. Like mm. you know, when, you know, you guys have you've only started yeah. over last year, haven't you? Well, like, we we uh started probably just after you did. Uh first song got released in 2021, so actually probably a year after you guys, but it's uh it's not easy um in the way of I think after the pandemic, it was like trying to get shows and trying to get on shows and um, trying to get people to listen to you. You know, it's yeah. it's it's not as easy as it sounds, is, is it? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's right. It's credit to you guys, by the way. It's good shit. I have had a, a bit of a bulk listen. <laughs> um, it's fucking really good shit, man. So, yeah, well, it's the same for you, you know, like same position as us. Like just, you know, keep – releasing good quality shit and you know the those shows will come and yeah like i think like for us to be honest like triple j's been a big fucking help yeah like for people hearing us you know like we you know short fast loud kind of would play us a lot but then um you know dave uh woodhead you know he fucking smashes us one time as well like i think there was a, a period there like every week we'll play like two or three times during the fucking lunchtime like tradies wow. Uh, listen to the Clay J. So um, they, they were a big help. But, yeah, again, you know, you just got to write good tracks, don't you? Like people need to be able to fucking connect with it in some way. But um, yeah. the, the next the next track we'll release will be a shitter and no one will fucking want to come watch this play and then it'll all be over. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Um, yeah. when, when is the new music, reckon? We're ready to go. It's just about convincing other people that it's the right yeah. time to fucking release it. So, And we've got that many songs that we want to – kind of which one do we what direction you know do we go with if it's a single you know and yeah so pretty pretty pumped to release what we've been working on so really excited for that well i'm pumped for it too tim thanks so much for jumping on the street press podcast we covered your sex life um we covered your friend with the two left feet who literally had two left feet (laughs) what else have we covered well, if you ever, if when you come up here, give us a buzz, mate. If you ever want to have a beer, I can introduce you into my two human sperms as well. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, you can meet those. Yeah, and I'll jump in your pool. You said you got a pool. Yeah, bro. Yeah, the pool. Yeah. So like, mate, you'll, mate. Oh, I'm gonna have a massive party. That's what I've been meaning to do. Yeah, put on a huge house party. So I'll I'll keep oh, in the loop. Brilliant. And I'll bring Scotty. He's a big big fan of uh, of Play J, and uh, and it'll be a top time. Fuck yeah. There we go. Everyone is invited to Tim's house for a house party. 
We'll get the address. <laughs> we'll all jump into a bus. And hopefully Tim's got plenty of beds there. No, in all seriousness, thank you, Tim. Thanks for jumping on the podcast. We will chat again uh, in the future about more Clay J songs. I need to get out to a show. But for now, it's time for this. Yep, this is the part of the show where you can write on in. Go to thestreetpresspodcast.com forward slash letters and you write it, I'll read it. This is from Josh. He says, hey, man, bloody loving the podcast. Hey, if you ever need some people from the industry, I can put you in touch with some mates. Always looking for someone to interview. Don't forget on the website, you can also uh, put in a request and I will try and hunt down that person for you. And if I don't get that person, well, I am a failure. But I will do my absolute best to get them on, uh, send them an email, phone them, rock up their house, whatever I've got to do, I will do that for you. Don't forget last week we made the announcement that you can become a member of the Street Press podcast for as little as $4 a month. Not a week, that's $4 a month. And uh, you get plenty of goodies as well. Your name goes in the draw to win a prize. Each week, I'm aiming to have a different prize. Last week, we gave away tickets to a gig coming up at the Bridge Hotel. This week is a cracker. 10% off Bangers and Mosh Studio, which is a studio on the central coast of New South Wales. Bob Trigg, he is the studio manager. He's given away 10%. uh, So I will send out an email to that lucky winner over the next week. But don't forget, if you want to sign up, thestreetpresspodcast.com, $4 a month. You can support the podcast. That supports the people. As for my band, The Ritzy Kids, well, I can finally make the announcement about the gig that we're playing in March on March 8th. It's on a Wednesday. We are supporting the Bennies. And I want to say a huge shout out to uh, there was like 40 or 50 people that jumped on the Bennies Instagram page and just flooded it with comments saying that we should be playing on the East Coast tour. So the Bennies, they have <laughs> caved to the pressure and said that the Ritzy kids can jump on the tour. We're playing the one show at Wombrel at the Ocean View Cafe there. That is Wednesday, the 8th of March. We're also playing with friends of ours, NFI. They're also from the Central Coast. So make sure you grab some tickets to that. And don't forget, next week, we're going to have someone else from the music industry on the Street Press podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next week. Ta-da. Ta-da.